0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 20 of Mage Wars Mondays, the official podcast of Arcane Wonders game, Mage Wars. As I like to call it, the best game. Uh, my name is Rick Perez of Let's Level Up.net, and unfortunately, Scott Morris and Aaron Brosman are not able to make it on this episode. They are so busy working on Arcane Wonders things that um, when it came time for trying to align our schedules, we just couldn't make it work. However... Um, I have one of my, uh, probably my oldest childhood friend, not necessarily in terms of age, but just in the length of time that we've known each other, he's probably really my oldest friend uh, outside of family, um, here with me today. His name is Bevan. Bevan, why don't you say hello, buddy?
1: Hi, everybody. Uh, Good to be here.
0: So uh, I wanted to have Bevan on the show because Bevan has a unique perspective to the game in that he is a relatively new player. Um, So, Bev, why don't you... um, why don't you tell us kind of how you found mage wars and how you uh came to not just really love mage wars but you're you're kind of the guy now within the group that's always trying to get people to play the game yeah
1: yeah um so i first of all i think we all know how i learned about mage wars (laughs) you know um uh, we have some some board game days here that we'll do at various venues and uh, Ricky brought it. Um, I think probably the second time I was at one that that he had it there. Uh, I sat down and played with him for a while, and it was really fun. Um, the reason I like it so much, and I guess the reason that I'm I'm always trying to get people to play, is, you know, growing up, uh, none of us were really like magic people per se. Like we didn't get real deep into Magic: The Gathering.
0: Yeah, I I have a lot. Of... I didn't get into Magic until I was 23 or so, so... um, But it was around. Yeah, it was definitely around for a long time. And we we knew knew about it, it. yeah,
1: absolutely. But I think a lot of us didn't really have the money to just, like, throw at decks growing up, and Mm -hmm. so it seemed kind of like something that was out of reach. And and I also really like, uh, for instance, like World of Warcraft, and I've done PvP and arenas in World of Warcraft, and to me, this just was like a uh, a marriage or a meeting of those two, where it's Magic: The Gathering, but it's more of a a visual where you're in the arena instead mm-hmm. of just kind of having to to picture that you're you know you're fighting and and such. You actually have the cards and you see where they are, and you know it's it's almost like a mixture of of uh, like a, an MMO arena type PVP and Magic: The Gathering, and then at the same time like D and D miniatures almost, where you have uh, you know, the, the squares and, and the movement, and but it's not cost prohibitive. You know, you you buy the game, and it's fun out of the box, and you don't have to think like, well, I'm not really going to be competitive because I haven't, you know, put money into these decks, and I haven't uh, had the luck to get this special card that I need to round out this deck. You know, it's completely based on your own skill and your own, you know, creativity and such. Uh, as opposed to being based on how much money you can throw at it. And I, I really love that. And uh, even now, you know, I'm kind of on a gaming budget. I don't have these huge walls of, of uh, shelves of games like some of the other guys do. And so um, I was real happy to find a game that I could, you know, I know exactly how much it's going to cost me to get the things I want. Yeah. And uh, and I get a lot for that for that price. So
0: Yeah, that's interesting. And what you've spoken to, um, and for those who may not know, Bevan's talking about the, the living card game element of Mage Wars, and to me, that's one of that's, outside of the gameplay itself. it's one of the most attractive things about it. Um, I got I got pretty deep into Magic um, a couple years ago. And um, was playing semi uh, locally competitive, which is which is semi competitive or the pro level of amateurs, I guess you could say. And um, I was I mean, we were just dunking in I don't know how many hundreds of dollars every paycheck to try to get the rare cards that we needed, and then trading with each other. And that alone is its own side game. It's its own. Uh, you know, people call it cardboard crack. There's an addictive element to collecting. That is that is uh, to me. Um, takes a lot of the fun out of it, and what really takes a lot of the fun out of it is that everybody's collecting the cards and trying to get everything, but at the same time still playing the same seven net decks that they see online that whoever's and the Pro Tours are playing. So it was, in that part to me, they didn't have the imagination. Now if everybody has the same base set of cards, it's up to me and my strategy in building my book, or building my deck, or however you want to call it, versus you building yours. Um, and 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 to me it's it's a it's a cheaper way to get something um, and it has its own elements of reward I guess you could say that are just strictly through gameplay which um, and Bevan hit the nail right on the head it's funny that you used WoW as a um, as a um, an analogy there or a way to compare the games i've always said that mage wars is a um it's a cross between magic and warhammer right so if you're taking that magic the gathering card game element and you're mixing it with a tabletop miniatures game like like warhammer um and using the arena uh analogy that you did i think was really kind of interesting and it kind of shows a little bit of who you are as a gamer right so um yeah How many how many hours do you think you've sunk into World of War You know don't answer that. Oh Jesus. Don't yeah. <laughs> I I'm I
1: met my wife playing the game, so yeah. I'm the epitome of nerddom. I didn't mean to I didn't mean to do that.
0: You didn't mean, what you didn't happened. mean to meet your wife?
1: Well, I didn't I didn't I wasn't like <laughs> catfishing on wow right oh, i just oh, I happened to find somebody that that was cool and i wanted to spend more time with so
0: yeah yeah uh you know bevan and i started playing world of warcraft right when it first came out together and um it was pretty it was pretty apparent um that bev you were one of those guys that just has a mind to lock into the to the details of games that i often gloss over um when you had your like two level 60 characters and i just had the one uh, like level 45 guy that I thought was really awesome. Uh, so you have, you have a unique mind that's going to make you, I think a pretty, uh, a pretty formidable threat for anybody within the arena, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, what do you, what do you attribute your, your, that attention to detail that you have on some of these things to? So, um, I would say probably that
1: I really like, uh, finding efficiency, I guess, or economy is a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and synergy is another word I like to use to describe it. So, um, and I guess all that could be summed up with one more buzzword, elegance. So I, I like to find <laughs> a, yeah, I know, I know. It's like so, you
0: have a checklist on your wall, so you can see if you can hit them all in one. It's, it's all the things that I am. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm no, just, no, just kidding.
1: So, so I, I love it when, um, when I'm playing a game, whether it be like a character uh, in D&D or like I, I'm, I'm playing a new WoW character or something, and everything just seems to flow, you know, everything just seems to fit together correctly. It doesn't look like somebody was just like, and it would be cool if they could like throw a big fireball and, you know, like maybe use lightning bolt. Um, you know, a, a good way to put it, I guess, would be if you look at like second edition dungeons and dragons oh yeah a lot of the a lot of the wizard or you know like the spells were just kind of like you shoot a lightning bolt you throw a fireball and it was like they it was cool because i can't actually generate a fireball in real life so i mean still that was cool but i mean it was it was just kind of like a standalone like and you do a bunch of damage type thing mm-hmm. but i really like um it's faults aside, in fourth edition, I liked that there were a lot of uh Fourth ways edition you could D&D. Take... Yes.
0: Okay.
1: That you could take a bunch of different like feats or or what have you, get different items and and use those to like play off one another in order to kind of buff up a spell. Yeah and I like that, um I, I like finding those those little I guess interactions between spells and abilities and things like that. I like seeing the way things fit together, uh-huh. and then and then trying to trying to put that into play. And um, I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't think I'm super good at the game yet, but um, I think with more practice, hopefully I'll get better.
0: Yeah, I mean we've only here locally, and if anybody's listening to this in the West Texas area. That is not already within the Mage Wars gaming group that I have set up. Um, hit me up on Twitter at Let's Level Up and ask for an invite. We are doing the day of the podcast we're coming out, which would be um, the next one would be February 9th um, We are hosting organized play, and I've got some sweet promo cards from the organized play kits to give out. So if you guys would like to play with us and join us in that. Um, it's the first time the area has ever done anything like this and this is going to be our second event coming up So um, I'm really stoked about it And it's really cool to have players who are eager to step in the arena like uh, like Bevan and some of the other guys as well So our community is small but growing and like I said if you're in the area hit me up because we'd be glad to have you um, So Bev you you're talking a bit about um, Engine building is what I would use uh, to describe it, right? So uh, okay. creating an engine and how things work. So if I'm going to be a, a spellcaster, what feats do I need to take? What equipment do I need to have to make that as, as um, to, to maximize the potential there, or to get all the synergy there from all that, right? Um, yeah. Is Is there a particular mage that shot out to you right off the bat when you looked at the game and you thought, oh man, I could, I could do some stuff with this guy.
1: Okay. So, so right off the bat, no, because I, the, the very first, you know, time I looked at it, I, I just kind of saw... I heard the names of the mages, and, you know, I, I hadn't experienced the game yet, and so I didn't really know what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And the first time I played, I played, uh, I think, Beastmaster versus your...
0: I think you played my oh, Necromancer. Remember yeah. That.
1: And I just got stomped. Yeah. Was... But, um... <laughs>
0: yeah that was a bit of an unfair pairing because that was when we did the necromancer episode and so i just spent like an hour and a half talking about all the awesome (laughs) things that the necromancer could do with some of the guys that designed (laughs) the necromancer so yeah that that may not have been the best fair pairing
1: yeah and and then the of course the beastmaster relies on a lot of uh living uh living creatures living minions Uh and you know the necromancer is like the antithesis of that so it 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 really was kind of like, I'm just gonna have a bunch of low health creatures that I'm just gonna kinda of throw your way and you mm-hmm. just do whatever you want with them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> type thing. So but but that said, um since I've uh, since I've seen the game a little more, um I actually just bought the uh, what is it, Forged to Fire, is that right? Yep. Um expansion. I just got it Friday and I haven't had a chance to even really like open the card packs, but I've gotta do that sometime before tomorrow evening because I'm gonna play my dwarf tomorrow, not your dwarf. Yeah. So I've got to get that figured out tomorrow. But I love, uh, I love the dwarf warlord. Um,
0: so, and
1: you know, I haven't experienced a lot of mages, but I really like
0: that one. So what it is about the Anvil Throne Warlord that really that really drawn you to him, besides being an awesome dwarf? Yeah. So
1: so he is a dwarf, and that's cool. But um, the cool, I like the that
0: to me. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he's,
1: he's like Gimli or Thorin, but you know, better. So um, what I like about him is with the other mages, it kind of seems like you... The feel of the arena is that you step into the arena, a la, you know, Gladiator or Spartacus or whatever, and instead of you know waving your sword around and and chopping people's heads off instead you um you like start summoning creatures you know the warlock might open a portal to the abyss and start pulling demons forth or mm-hmm. you know the the beast beastmaster might you know whistle and then a ferret jumps out of the stands to his side or something like that and there's a very like kind of nitty gritty like in your face feel to them. but for some reason i guess with with all the uh the constructs that the um uh the the dwarf uh-huh. warlord gets it feels more like i'm stepping into the arena and then creating like a fortress around me um mm-hmm. one of my and i've only tried it twice and both times it's worked out in my favor but um the second time i tried to do it it was it was a very close thing i like to move um you know like uh, one one spot forward mm-hmm. and one spot so that i'm kind of in the center on my side of the map yeah okay and then put put down the uh the archer tower
0: because oh, I love the archer just...
1: tower. Yeah, and and right out of the right out of the the gate um with the like the I guess the uh suggested dwarf warlord deck, uh-huh. you have um I think two of the little goblin alchemists or one of the goblin alchemists and you have one or two of the little dwarf uh, crossbowmen that mm-hmm. have a, a nice range and then of course you've got um uh, I can't remember his name the uh, Grimson dead Grim- Grimson Deadeye, yeah. the sniper, and he is gnarly, yeah. and um, you would think warlord, like, I, I'm i going to summon melee creatures and I'm going to get in the fray, but what I like to do is create a fortress and then basically, like, stick my archers on the battlements and have them just rain death down, mm-hmm. um, and it just seems neat. I like to play defensive. I, I'm not really an in-your-face kind of person. I like to kind of sit back and create something that is difficult for my opponent to overcome and then just whittle them down until i'm able to take them out um and i think the the anvil throne warlord really um uh really fits that paradigm where he's able to you know summon i'm gonna i'm gonna get the armory over here and i'm gonna get you know, um, my, my archer tower here and this and that and the other, and you can even put up walls and then with your archer tower, you can fire over them. And it just gives that feel that you're basically making the arena your own. Like Mm -hmm. I I own this now and and you, you know, you're in, in my arena. And now you have to overcome the arena itself, not just me as a mage.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the, uh, battlegrounds episode that we did, but um, with the new with the new playing method of domination, that's going to, I think, really change. Um, I think it's really going to bring out a lot of what you enjoy about the game already, right? So in Domination, we are going to have a a new win condition that's basically controlling these control points that pop up um, in the game, and you can have a modular board. um, So you can build the board and have certain tiles that give you bonuses and negatives and all kinds of different elements now that make the actual... um, atmosphere and the actual surface of the arena much more important than may it is now and where it is now so um, there's gonna be a lot of really cool things coming in the future um, one of those things I actually just released is the mage wars app. So if you're on iOS or Android, make sure you download that thing because it is pretty sweet. I was playing with it just before Bevan um, got online to do this episode. And um, just being able to build your spell books on there is really cool to have that on the go. Not to mention the actual um, the app tracker. I think I personally would rather have the magnetic status board. But since those are all sold out right now, um, I'd be happy to do it with the apps. It just makes things a little easier. Um when I get to see everything and kind of get to move them myself. So I'm a bit of a technophobe right now, so that may be one of the little drawbacks I have, but it looks just beautiful, man. And um, it's definitely, I think it's $4.99 on both of the app store markets, so get it on Google Play or, or iTunes now and um, hit the guys up. They've got threads on the Arcane Wonders forums for suggestions and for any bugs that you may have. They're, they're going to be working on this thing for the next probably for the foreseeable future for the lifetime of the products i don't think they're planning on abandoning development whenever paladin versus siren comes out or whenever any of the new stuff comes out um, it's going to be really cool um so we talked a bit about the what you've done with the warlord bev and how you like through the outpost mechanic and building these conjurations and building your own fortress um are there any other than your archers, are there any creature combinations, enchantments, or incantations that you really like to to play? I, well, um, go ahead. I was gonna say um, I may be scouting you for tomorrow night, by the way. So
1: I, I hope not, because um, <laughs> I just told you exactly what I'm gonna do, and you've seen me do it twice. So, <clears throat> um, so I, so far with the. Uh, with the Anvil Throne Warlord, out of the box, he has, um, you know, like your general Earth spells. He has like the hurl boulder, uh, throw rock, and things like that. Yep. And to be to be completely honest, while effective, those those incantations uh, feel kind of boring to me. Okay. Um, like I, you know, I kind of hurl a boulder at you. Now that said. Pearl Boulder does a lot of damage, right. and I think it has a chance to stun. And I, I think I've used it to great effect in in both my games with the Anvil Throne Warlord. I, I guess maybe it's just the idea of it's not it's not fire, instead it's a big rock. Right. And but that's 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 just silly to even worry about. But um, so so those <laughs> cards are very effective. Um, and in fact, in in my last game, uh, I got. I was against a very aggro Force Master, mm-hmm. as though there were another kind of yeah. Force Master. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> and uh, and part of the reason I won that game was uh, basically that I was playing defensively, and I did use those instead of to, like, get damage on him, although, of course, that is always important. I was using those for the, the dazes and the stuns and the, the status effects as well, mm-hmm. and I basically just kind of used them to help lock him down a little bit where he couldn't, just chew me up and it gave my my minions the chance to kind of chip away at him while I tried to keep him locked down. So I guess there actually is some some nice synergy there where you can uh you know, as long as you've got support built with the with the warlord where you've got a couple of units to help you attack, then you can use those things to kind of put your opponents in a position where they're kind of just stuck there sitting there getting beat up, you know? Right. So so those are good. Uh, I did really also enjoy um, the the rune system and uh, and runing up his, his armor. Both times I've played the Anvil Throne Warlord, one of them I was, uh, it came down to like one round. Basically, my opponent, I think my opponent was either going to kill me or I was going to live through his turn and I was going to then turn around and kill him. So it, it was up to him to be able to kill me in one round. And... The, the round before or the, the the uh quick spell of that that round of play i uh i i uh, conjured myself the pair of bracers of uh i guess deflection and then oh, threw yeah. the rune on them for the additional defense uh-huh. and it was it was just enough to keep his uh his big attack from killing me that round and then i was able to you know therefore survive and go on to kill him before he got me so you know it's kind of a neat mechanic, and it it goes along the same idea of him having stuff, you know, whether that stuff is enchanted gear, or whether it's like a fortress that he's building, you know, he's he's less built around spells and nuking something, and more about just, I'm going to create you know, equipment on myself that empowers me, I'm going to create this fortress that doesn't directly empower me, but you have to consider that all those all those constructs as an extension of the mage i mean it's it's basically just like more equipment and um it makes him a very uh kind of a force to be reckoned with and i know i saw i think i saw a video with was it you and matagiri where um you were playing the the warlord and um in in that video you actually uh you you made the the case that you believed the the anvil throne warlord was about you know kind of like a like a poor man's force master almost. It was about putting on the equipment and beefing yourself up with all those runes mm-hmm. and then just kind of wading into battle you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not I'm not an aggro player in that way, but uh, I definitely want to get that equipment on myself as quick as possible when we start playing. So
0: oh, definitely, man. What really makes the Anvil Throne uh, Warlord so good is he has a lot of versatility. And what really makes mage wars as I like to call it, the best game um, is that all of the mages. I could I could describe my Anbathon Warlord experience to somebody, and it is completely different than what Bevan described. I mean, you can, you have your own personality that you bring to the table. If you're an aggro player, you're a control player, um, you're a defensive player, um, there's just so many different things that we could do to really make the mage feel like an extension of ourselves. And it's just brilliant that all the mages have their own things and their own personalities. But in their own, different ways to, I don't know if spec them is the right word, um, But different ways to play them so that they are completely different from player to player, which is really cool. And it's one of those things, again, um, with Mage Wars being so young of a game in in terms of something like uh, Magic the Gathering, um, that the meta just hasn't completely overpowered everybody yet. When you know, like, hey, if you want to play Anvil Throne, this is the book to play. Nobody has the correct answer to that yet, Um, and it's one of those things that's really fun and really exciting in terms of organized play, in terms of competitive play, to try to help figure out, help answer those questions. Um, But yeah, I mean, Anvil Throne, there's so many different ways to play it, man, it's just, it's incredible.
1: Yeah, and um, you know, something that I've, I've really wanted to make use of, both games, and I did a little bit in one of the games, but... I don't think I even touched it once in my second game as him What is the battle orders um, Yeah, you know those again you're talking about how they're um, how they're versatile and they can they can do things so you've got already four different things he's doing he's getting soldiers out on play because of course a warlord in essence is a general his 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 goal is to command his army right, right. and um, so he gets his soldiers out He's also, you know, wearing his own, you could call it his own Runeforged unique set of armor. He's got, you know, he's calling in engineers to come and build uh, buildings for him. And then he's got his battle orders. So the the interesting thing was my second game, I tried to do the same thing I did in my first game and uh, and build a fortress. And I only got about half done with it before that force master was just up in my face. And there was, I you know, I couldn't get away and, and put my limited actions into putting um putting buildings down right. but at that point you know okay so that's fine without having to wish man i wish i had a different book okay i'll just start putting soldiers out i'll start equipping myself um and then you can use those battle orders you know if if you think uh that the 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 enemy mage or whatever you know his big his big minion is you know if it was a beast master and the beast master's grizzly bear pet or whatever uh, you think he's going to go left and instead he goes right and goes after your weak ranged characters that's fine I've got battle orders instead of doing what I was going to do with my cards I'll just you know throw some extra toughness or I can't remember what they are off the top of my head but you know there are things you can do that aren't relegated to your cards and it's not something like with the priestess for instance where it's every time you uh, every time you uh, cast a, a holy enchantment or incantation or something like that you get you know one life or or something it's actually something where you have three or four different effects and each one has its own place and it's like having three you could call them minor cards just kind of sitting there in my little card row at all times that i can just pull one out without having to have one readied from my ready stage and that's really nice because it gives you the ability to, um, you know, again using the imagery that you're a general on the field commanding your army, um, it allows you to kind of turn on a dime. If you notice he's going away that you didn't expect him to, well, you've got something ready in case that happens, and it's it's just really neat. Um, Absolutely, the, the Anvil Throne. He's he's not as um, you know, obviously the Force Master is very aggressive, very powerful, strong, just beats you up. Yeah. Uh, you know, the war the war, uh, Warlocks do damage like crazy all over the place. The Beast Master floods the field, and I mean there are different ways to play them, but you can say there's a, a paradigm with each Mage. And um, I honestly think that the uh, the Warlord is more probably similar to like if the if the Wizard weren't as um, as focused on you know incantations uh you know the wizard's also very versatile and the warlord is versatile just in a completely different way
0: yeah yeah the wizard wizard's versatile because of their training and they can um they can get you can have four different wizard books be completely different just in the way that they're going to be training in their elemental Mm -hmm. school so there's a lot of there's a lot of ideas there. Uh, you hit that right on the head, though, as far as the versatility and the fact that they have their battle orders. Um, and again, if we. Um, you guys go back and listen to The Art of the Quick Cast or The Quick Cast and the Dead. I forget what I called that episode. Um, it really is one of those things that lets you kind of. Um, it kind of sinks in or makes the whole concept of the Quick Cast sink in and then when to play it, uh, when to hold it type thing. And it's. Uh, Battle Orders is a great way to kind of keep that ace up your sleeve. Um, I don't know how many poker references I can have indirectly in one sentence, but I tried for three. I don't know if I made it, though.
1: You should just uh, start the next Mage Wars episode with, you've got to have an ace in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it going.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, is there are there any mages that you just... that um, that you've played against so far that you're just like, holy crap, I don't want to play that guy again?
1: Um, To be honest, when I played the uh, the Force Master most recently, um, if I were playing against an experienced Force Master, I think, I thought I was going to get wrecked. Like mm-hmm. he just, like I said, he got in my face immediately. I, I, I went into it feeling kind of cocky, like I'm going to do all this stuff and I'm going to overwhelm him with, you know, just my, my 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 castle here that I'm gonna build and all the stuff I'm gonna do and I'm gonna hold him at bay and then before I know it it's, he's in my square you know and yeah. I'm like oh uh, well, what do I do now I was not at all prepared for this yeah and, and he's um, got
0: a lightsaber that's swinging at you twice a turn yes yeah.
1: yes and, and I mean he and of course he made sure to let me know oh, if I hit you with this I'm gonna do X amount of dice and I was like oh god I don't really want to die yeah. and um <laughs> it just the, uh, you know, maybe similar to StarCraft, the the Warlord as I play him plays kind of similar to Protoss. He is, um, he's a tank. He's a big, strong force that can really roll over you, but he kind of takes a little bit to build up momentum. And maybe I'm just playing him wrong, but uh, no, man, the uh, the the Force Master definitely Zergling rushed me. You know, is the only way I can put it. You know, yeah. I'm still I'm still building like my forge, and then suddenly there's 12 Zerglings in my base, and I'm like, uh, I I I guess, uh, Pro Brush, yeah. I guess is what I'm trying. to... <laughs> you know, I don't I don't know what to do at this point. I, yeah. uh, and I was on my heels, and and that was his first time playing. Uh, well, I guess second time playing uh, Force Master, and he he was the first to say that, um his uh i guess his build order and things like that were, were pretty flawed and i'd hate to see somebody who knew what they were doing with a force master because i just don't think i'd have the time to get ready you know the onslaught is real
0: yeah yeah the um a solo force master which is that deck that he was that he was attempting to play uh won at gen con not sorry didn't win at gen con but uh, won the first round of gen con within 25 minutes something like, it was like six turns in and the game was over and um it's just one of those things when you think about mage wars you're generally expecting if you have two seasoned players that know what they're doing and they know their books it's going to be about 45 minutes to an hour and 15 per game right you generally i don't think you're gonna i don't think all games are gonna hit time of an hour and a half um however um if you do have two evenly matched players and the dice are both kind of crummy on both sides I, i can see how it could it could last that long uh, the way that I built that Force Master is that you, you're not going to see 45 minutes. You're going to go out on your shield, or you're going to take the other guy out within a, within a half hour, hopefully. And it's just one of those things that um, it's interesting to see people play. Yeah, and especially the more that our group, in particular, gets more seasoned with this game, um, I, I'm just looking forward to the, the you know six months from now when everybody's an expert. And it's going to be just a blast, man, to have everybody go and cut head to head all the time. It's going to be so fun.
1: And that's why I want people, uh, you, you know, you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that, um, you know, I'm always trying to like, hey, can we get together? You think, can I get some people in my house or, you know, can we meet up at the library or whatever? And the reason for that is, you know, I could sit there and comb through my deck all day. But until I lose with that, you know, my, my spell book, but until I lose with that book, you know, or win, but presumably lose, um, I'm not going to know if it's effective or not, you know, and, and I want that, um, that experience. I really would have liked to have gotten, you know, we had our last, uh, local meetup, uh, two weeks ago as of tomorrow. Um, and, uh. And, and it was really fun i had a really good time i'm looking forward to tomorrow evening quite a bit but i wish that i'd have had a little time to get in at least just one more game before um before tomorrow night just so that i'd have a little bit more experience because yeah. I, I, right right now i've got a'm I'm, I'm, I'm the not the champion but one of the three people that has a, a hash mark in the win column in mm-hmm. our little local group and i gotta defend that man yeah, that's like, right. I, I want i want two <laughs> yeah. two w's tomorrow yeah, right. and so
0: yeah the way i'm wanting to do this local play and for anybody else that's out there doing this type of thing what i've got is set up like we're kind of in season 1 right now and we'll run it through the summer or something like that and um uh, after the summer we'll have everybody who's played in the local events we have a wins losses type ratio where every time you win you get a point um, you know, losses count against you, that type of thing. Um, but at the end of the summer, whoever is our uh, in the number one position, so to speak, um, will have a really cool prize or trophy or that kind of thing. So um, when you have awesome event organizers like myself, you get awesome results <laughs> generally. Um, no, I'm kidding, of course. Um, I'm not going to get him a trophy. I am awesome, though. It's just one of those things. You just got to live with it. The game is trophy enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, do you know about anything coming out in the future as far as Major Wars that's really got you excited? Uh, I didn't until earlier
1: you... you... Casually, offhandedly dropped some bomb about what was that
0: paladin versus siren yeah oh, you, you haven't heard about paladin versus siren this sounds like we're setting this no. up <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hearing it come out of their mouth and i can see the audience rolling their eyes like we're reading off a cue card or something oh that, this is I'm sorry then no no this is 100 genuine yeah yeah you're, you're sounding exactly like i was whenever brian pope was on the show and he was just talking about <laughs> the next eight years of life of this game and I was just like a kid, man. It was awesome. Uh-huh, uh-huh, no, uh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Paladin of the is going to be great. There's not um, the guys haven't let me know. I get I get messages all the time. By the way, guys, um, the guys don't. I, I don't officially work on the development side of things at Arcane Wonders. Um, I am loosely affiliated with them because I do help them out with some web stuff. Uh, but I don't know anything about the products that are coming out So when you guys message me like did you really not know about X? Yeah, the answer is 100% yes I did not know uh, for two reasons one. I'm kind of an idiot and two um, I'm just a big fan of the game and I'm lucky to be part of this thing, which is great But Paladin versus Siren is gonna be crazy the cider the, here's what we know about the siren She's an underwater uh, I'm assuming she's underwater. She's definitely a water based temptress. So she's going to have a lot of interesting abilities like that, like charms and, and things that lure people in. Um, but also, it's going to expand the water school of magic by a ton. Speculation here. And then the, the paladin is exactly what it sounds like, is what Scott said on the episode that we talked about it. Um, he's a sword. He's going to be a, a sword and board type paladin that has. Um, I'm assuming it's trained in the Holy and War schools, and I'm assuming both of those schools are going to get some buffs uh, because of that. So Paladin is going to be freaking awesome. I'm so stoked for that guy. Um, I'm I'm pretty stoked to see the Water School fleshed out a bit more, but I'm not a hundred percent. I don't I don't see myself playing Siren. Um, at least from from an aesthetic thematic feel right now, it's kind of like me and the Druid. Like it, yeah, it's really cool. I'm sure it's going to make a lot of people happy. I just i prefer not to play it type thing so we'll see um yeah between that and battlegrounds though um the the other big thing that i need to tell everybody about is that the new mage wars core set the the first ever brand of the arena is what we're calling mage wars uh now at least to differentiate between that and mage wars academy but the the first ever uh, mage wars arena core set i think which is the fourth edition of mage wars um it should be here in the next few months. So, um, you get a really awesome stray wood uh, forest type uh, arena out of that. You get two new books. Um, that are aesthetically new, and they they look really cool and hold your cards and all that stuff. And I think they've talked about, they've actually reprinted some of the cards, and some of the the actual starting cards are a little different. But for the most part, you're still going to get your same four mages. So um, I know I for sure am going to be buying one just because I am a, a bit of a Mage Wars collector at this point, and I like to have all the stuffs. Uh, But that's going to be cool as well. So keep an eye out on arcanewonders.com or magedwars.com for any new information about when that's going to be released and whatnot. So um, between that and the app, and there's just a lot of really cool stuff coming in 2015 or have gotten announced in 2015, um, that's going to be really cool. So uh, Bev, we're, we're over on time now, buddy, but I wanted to say thank you so much. This is a ton of fun and it was a nice break from the norm that we normally have with the show. So, guys, I hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as I did talking with Bevan about it. Um, Bevan, we always leave the show with um, our guest, if we have one, giving us some final thoughts or some um, words to the audience. Is there anything you'd like to say to the internet?
1: Uh, Sure. Um, play this game. Uh, the more people that play it, you know, there's, there's something to be said about something being... it out, you know, the way Ricky said earlier where uh, it just kind of gets taken over and then people who try uh, side, you know, different decks and things like that, they they maybe get made fun of or they're not respected, but um, the more people play it, the more people will play it, and, you know, and the more uh, minds will have to bend towards deck building or spellbook building and things like that and, and, I mean, I've said since either the first or second time, you know, Ricky and I got together and had this on the table that I mean, this is the next thing, you know, this is, I mean, it already is, but like I said, growing up, it was magic, everybody, you know, magic was competitive and things like that, and I, I mean, this is going to be big, you know, and so yeah. get this game, play it with your friends, and uh, teach me how to play Warlord. Yeah, uh, are, Bevan, are you on the uh, Arcane Wonders forums at all? Uh, I'm browsing them right now, I don't have a, a login, but I'm, I'm probably about to make one.
0: Okay. Um, what do you think your username's going to be, so we can let people know how to find you?
1: Uh, if I can make it, this it's going to be uh, Phenom.
0: P is in Paul. H e n a u m, and I'm going to try that right now. All right. So while he's doing that, guys, you can follow all of our stuff at Let's Level um, I am at Let's Level Up on Twitter. At Let's Level Up on the official Arcane Wonders forums. If you ever have any questions about the show, there's something you'd like to hear, um, definitely let us know. I want to try to do another mailbag episode before too long because that was a ton of fun, and there were still a ton of answer or questions that we couldn't answer. So, um, hopefully, now with the way that the timing has been since well, it's been six months since we did that episode, or so, um, it'd be cool to get back to that. So, uh, Bev, thank you so much for watching or for, uh, for joining us. And uh, everybody else, thank you so much for listening. And uh, until next time, game on and play more Mage Wars.